0: Come to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 26 November, 2023. Our bit today is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 27a, which says, The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And would you know, friends, that it's Sunday again? which means it's time to worship and fellowship with other believers in the Lord's sanctuary, or wherever two or three people are gathered in his name. He's promised to be there, and we all know that he keeps every promise faithfully. And today, my brethren, when our world is in a state of deadly chaos and total uproar, when we all need something to hold on to, to give us some kind of comfort, to be a bright light in our shining world, to lend encouragement to our puny efforts to turn things around, we'll open with this old but ever-favored hymn, written in the late 1880s by Anthony J. Walter and Elisha Hoffman, and most appropriately titled, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, it's reputed that the hymn came into being when Showalter was answering letters from two of his former pupils who had earlier written informing him of the death of their wives. And in answering them, this verse from Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-seven 27 inspired him. It says, The eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. Yes, my people, that is indeed a powerful verse of scripture. And it's so powerful that later on, Walter realized that the verse would make a great theme for him. Thus was born this great hymn for times of solace, as we are encouraged, to lean on the everlasting arms of God when seeking comfort. And believe me, I don't know if there's ever been a time in this modern world when we need comfort more desperately than right now. So please, let's open our hearts and mouths and allow sacrifices of sincere praise to raise, sorry, (laughs) let's open our hearts and mouths and allow sacrifices of sincere praise to rise to high heaven as we offer up a soulful mid-tempo version of the hymn. And furthermore, as one commentary advises, as we sing the hymn, let's contemplate what it truly means to find refuge in our Father's arms in times of fear and trial, and to allow His joy and peace to replace our loneliness and anxiety. Oh friends, we could not get better advice than that this Sunday morning in these trying times. So please, let's do it now, singing. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms. And the chorus tells us, leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Then the next verse comes up, oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim's way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day leaning on the everlasting arms and we go through the refrain once more and come to this verse that says what have i to dread what have i to fear leaning on the everlasting arms i have blessed peace with my lord so near leaning on the everlasting arms and we go out to the chorus leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarms leaning leaning on the everlasting arms. Yes, friends, we are leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms, leaning on the everlasting arms. And what better place to be than leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus? Yes, how good it is to be leaning on the everlasting arms of Christ my Savior. And that's the gospel truth, my fellow believers. It doesn't get any better than that. Even Moses, in his only psalm, acknowledges it when he declares, "Believer, <laughs> spell declares wrong." But yes, Moses acknowledges it in the opening verses of Psalm 90 when he writes, "Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place or refuge in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed, or gave birth." to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. And that's Psalm 90 verses 1 to 2. And Moses had so many close and intimate dealings with God, he ought to know what he was talking about. Yes. Meanwhile, the author of Psalm 91 enlarges on the scene with even greater figurative splendor. Please read with me. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler, that's the bird trapper, and from the noisome or deadly pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust or take refuge. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler that's a small shield. Thou shalt not be afraid for or of the terror by night nor for the arrow that flyeth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth or lays waste at noonday? A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh or near thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation or dwelling place. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh to thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear or lift thee up in their hands, lest thou dash or strike thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, that's the cobra, the young lion and the dragon or serpent thou shalt trample on the feet. And that's Psalm 91 verses 1 to 13. Ah, friends, that's the kind of security one will find when you make the Most High God your refuge and dwelling place. Obviously, we will have problems, but they will not overwhelm us or make us afraid and anxious. But you know what? The psalmist left the best part for last. As the scholars tell us, there are two distinct voices in the psalm and each speaks to the trusting believer in the Lord. The first voice assures the faithful of God's protection. That's verses 1 to 13. The second voice is that of the Lord himself, who likewise pledges his watch care and that's verses 14 to 16. Listen to them now They say, because he had set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he had known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? And that's Psalm 91, verses 14 to 16. Oh, my fellow saints, that's the kind of stuff we have to look forward to when we place our trust in Jehovah God, when we lean on his everlasting arms. Fear doesn't overcome us. A divine joy is ours. Blessed peace envelops us while our path grows brighter day by day? How can we ever refuse such security and blessedness when the only other option available, that of Satan's evil desires and eternal damnation? Yes, friends, it's only living for Jesus or living for Satan and being eternally separated from God. Those are the only two options we have. And if we are wise, we'll always choose living for Christ because that's the only wise option. Much love. And the postscript for today says, everlasting security can only be obtained through Jesus Christ. And that's the undisputable truth. When you want everlasting security, you've got to go through Christ and nobody else. Satan can't give you that. All he gives you is eternal death and damnation. So please, let's wake up, no man. Let's wake up and realize what's happening and turn the world around. Let's get the love revolution going so we can have a good place for our children and our children's children to live. And we pray that in the strong and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.